Welcome, everybody, to the Showing On Me podcast. I'm CS1140, and here are my two co-hosts. <laughs> I'm Rain44. I'm a Jedi. And today is our Fuck It, We'll Do It Live episode. <laughs> this episode's and we're gonna be a little, Yeah, this episode's going to be a little wild. A little off the rails, potentially, because... Yeah. So how are, how, are y'all's, how are y'all's weeks? Do anything of interest? <laughs> as much as you can in these trying nah. times. <laughs> I'm suffering from the case of the Mondays. Yeah, that's a big mood. See, I was just yeah. like, I haven't left my house in two months. <laughs> I haven't left my apartment since Saturday. Since Whatever. 1974. <laughs> Saturday was yesterday. Or do you mean the Saturday before that? Uh, No, I mean, oh, wait, it's, no. Saturday I, was, I was out yesterday. running it's around Monday. on Saturday. What, you, what even is time? Time is an illusion. I mean, if you don't... The only reason I know what day it is, or that it was a Monday, is because I had meetings today. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I know it's a Monday is because we're recording tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I have too many meetings. Yeah, you, I have yeah. a 7 o'clock meeting tomorrow. You have a 7 o'clock meeting tomorrow? Yikes. Yeah, technically I have one at 4, too, but I'm not going <laughs> to that one. Yeah, you and your meetings. You like uh, every time I hear about your meeting schedule, I'm just like, yikes! I don't. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. That's gonna be a hard pass for me, dog. So <laughs> if I wanted to, there's a meeting from three to four thirty a.m. Yikes! There's a meeting from seven to eight. Yikes! Uh, I have meetings from nine thirty to eleven. Uh, Are I, your coworkers uh, zombies? <laughs> well, the no, the one on from three thirty to the, the one from three to four thirty is from Germany. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and then the beer (laughs) (laughs) here, have a virtual beer. Like I said, I don't, I don't actually join that one. I'm just on it to be on the mailing list. Um, what the, the seven o'clock one is for, uh, I believe we're it's, it has to be global. So it has to be at odd times for everybody. So it's early for us. It's going to be late for China. It's going to be the middle of the day for Europe. are, Are all these meetings for like different projects? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Uh and then I end the day with a meeting from 9:30 to 10:30 tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. there's subject this schedule is harsh, man. Yeah, I think that 9:30 to 10:30 p.m. meeting is going to get canceled though because we've been told to stop working on that program for the time being because of the shutdown. Well, sounds like sounds like you need to adopt one of those sleep schedules that's like you sleep three times for like three hours throughout the day. <laughs> Any games, everything, everything else in between. Just, just nap the whole time. Go back to the way I survived through college, where you sleep on and off for like an hour and a half overnight. You know, for four hours across the night, and then you get up, do some stuff, go back to sleep, then you get up again, do more stuff, and then you're up till four a.m. again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a brutal. that's a that's a, <laughs> a rough really rough schedule, my dude. Uh yeah, but it's it's not as bad as it seems. Like that seven a.m. meeting that's tomorrow is out of place. It's just it's it's a one off, which is nice. Yeah, the other ones are all like reoccurring meetings. So you're used to them at this. They're point. always there <laughs> every single week. Always there, looming over your shoulder. Oh, uh, Tuesday's like, the worst because hey, I'm hey, like I'm hey, like you're gonna have day. to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> Are you oh, excited shit. for that? <laughs> No, no, no. Tuesdays are the worst because, like, I'm like, all right, sweet. Like, the workdays come to a close. I can, like, relax. I can hang out and game with my friends. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I have a meeting at 930. Ah, See, then I, have to, then I have to game with everybody, and then I have to put on the – I have to stop gaming, 
put on the work hat and pay attention to shit, which is nearly <laughs> impossible. That'd well, be the I, worst part. It's like seven in the morning, you start a raid, and then it's like, oh shit, it's meeting time. Sorry, boys, I'm out. No comms. <laughs> well, I know there's there's been a couple times where we've been gaming CS and you've just dropped out of voice because yep. you have to go sit in a meeting while you're like running strikes with us or Doesn't some shit. Doesn't say nothing, just poof. Be gone. <laughs> there, was, there was one time, um, because normally I can listen and play at the same time. If we're playing Destiny and just running like low, low level stuff, it's fine. But there was one time we were running Iron Banner, and I got asked a direct question on the meeting <laughs> mid match. Yeah. And so I was fighting while also trying to explain the intricacies of this. Hold on, of, boss. Of keep <laughs> I'm trying not to make too much noise on the keyboard. <laughs> I died a lot that match. Could, I just could, they, could, could they tell you were uh, distracted a little bit? Uh, I'm sure because I was I was just like kind just of running the emote button as he <laughs> I was just running like different places like haphazardly. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to shit because I was paying just attention. Just hold to W, me. Guardian. I, that's essentially what happened. I ran into a lot of people, <laughs> and I tried to you know do the dodge side to side shit, but I you know there's only so much but, you can do when you're trying to multitask while playing. Iron well, Banner. that, but also my matchmaking. So you hey, just well, yeah, <laughs> you walk out and you get your face ripped off, and it's like well. For, for any of our listeners who are unaware, C has CS has the uh, the worst matchmaking in history. Oh <laughs> God, it's so bad. I'm not allowed to matchmake us into Crucible anymore. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's, one of it's our cool. one of our buddies, one of Jedi's coworkers, Squirrel, uh, got, <laughs> got brought into into his matchmaking once without understanding the gravity of the situation. We, and, we tried. We no, tried. No, no. But wait we a second. We tried to explain to him how <laughs> bad it was going to be. Squirrel said to me at work, he goes, bro, and he does this. <laughs> what is up with their matching? <laughs> <laughs> I almost lost my shit. I was working I, on a toolbox. It's like, oh Kane my God, I, here we go. Kane and I were playing and we're like, you're welcome to join, but beware. This is going to be awful because our matchmaking is brutal. And he's like, okay, okay, it'll be, it'll be fine. And we're like, mm-mm. <laughs> and he walked, around one he walked around one corner, I heard a sniper shot, and I <laughs> said squirrel been headshot, and he was just like, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is not a lobby to play in. Like, this is, this is you have to be full sweat mode all the time. You can't miss. You have to slide around every corner. Yeah. You need to be no. that eight second faster than the other guy. Yeah, it's like that one time a... that uh, I matched against you in, cru- in uh, Trials. <laughs> <laughs> that was a uh, a rough buddy. <laughs> yeah, I I did not have fun that match. Yeah, it happens. It was not a fun match, but I'm not upset about it at this point. <laughs> we were we were fucking rolling though. Yeah, y'all uh y'all stomped us a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I don't just know. A, just a did, did Je- was Jedi there for that, or did Jedi so. see that at all? I don't know if no, he saw I it, saw but he wasn't. Like your... He wasn't in the. I saw your first two games of your card, and then I went to uh-huh. sleep. Yeah, we matched. I pushed uh, without fear <laughs> at full speed on a top tree Don blade. Yep. And I don't was, think they uh, were ready. It was brutal. A little bit. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, basically. <laughs> I, well, we were playing on Anomaly, and so we ran out of B flag. I ran down the ramp, and I actually jumped, landed at the bottom of the ramp, jumped again, and then burst skated towards them. Yep. And... <laughs> Not ready, I, coach. I shotgunned one, and then I jumped the the mohawk that's there, 
right outside of that, yep. and I shotgunned the other one. <laughs> yep, it was uh, it was brutal. <laughs> so on the, on the on the subject of destiny and things, how do y'all feel about these past two twabs that we've had? The past two twabs have been amazing, and I'm super excited about the future. <laughs> And I'm super happy with the communication that they're using now. Yeah. I want I more a, of this style of communication. A lot a lot of the Destiny 2 community has been really upset with the state of the game this this season. Um, and I think a lot of us are, are very happy with the information that has been shared in the TWABs and the and the direction that they're moving away from, yeah. from what happened this season. So I just thought of this. Mm-hmm. But since we've been in quarantine for two months now, I think. Something I like think that I've lost track 70 of time. Days. Time is an illusion. Seventy days. So Jedi's the man with the count. Because <laughs> um, Jedi still has to go out to work. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Uh, well, I just thought of this. So the game was in a rough state, and a lot of people were getting bored and tired of it. You know, yes. at their own pace prior to this. A little bit. But I, then think, I think it's, with it's, it's, this, been a, it's been a gradual decline. Well, it, I, I would agree. It's been a gradual decline. But I, I think this also potentially pushed a lot of people over the edge as well. Because now instead of you, like for me, only having four hours a day to play, I had to take a week, week of vacation at some point. I literally could have played all day. And if I yeah. was out of work, I would be, you know, and still if I was still enjoying the game and playing it hot and heavy, I would be playing all day, every day. Yeah. And I think that would have burned people out really fast if you're only used to squeezing in an hour or two. Yeah, and I think like that's that's how it's hitting a lot of the casual players. I think a lot of the a lot of the like veteran players and the streamers and stuff, you know, people who who play this game all day every day already. It yeah. hit it hit them a little earlier because mm-hmm. you know they were already in that situation. And then yeah. once once quarantine hit and other people started getting into that situation, it started to hit a little Let me harder. just let me just clarify. I hit that wall at 100 miles an hour. And I wasn't ready for it. So <laughs> you you hit that wall yeah. like going down one of the bunkers and hit, fucking clotheslining yourself. <laughs> well, I logged in. It was slamming into the door like CS did. What was it like? Two and a half weeks? Three weeks? Uh, it's probably gotta be longer than that. I don't. Eh, it's about three weeks. Let's let's. I, I, I think it was. I popped on and off um, a little bit after you guys stopped playing. I to be honest, I loaded up the game. Three weeks ago, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock out some bounties. Come and do this. I'm gonna do that." I log in. I go see Shacks. I go see everybody else, mm-hmm. and then I go to select Crucible because the Crucible bounties. It was supers. You know, is pretty, pretty easy stuff you can knock out. Yeah, I just didn't want to do it. I was staring <laughs> at it like, honestly, like I think that's one of one of I my think I'm done. one of the things that I'm really happy that they're that they addressed in one of the twabs was that. That they're gonna make it easier for you to pick up bounties, <laughs> and that you can yeah. pick them up from the directory, which is so nice because that's one well, of my least favorite things is having to go to the tower and go to every single vendor and pick up all the bounties. Oh, one, it was, it was one vendor. Yeah, I, and I I know, and D D one had that, and the fact well, that, no, that you had D two this vendor. long to to get to this is kind of sad, but I'm glad that they're finally doing it. <laughs> yeah, D one, you had the one vendor up at the top, then you had Shacks. Right across from Shacks, and then your your factions. They didn't. They it. didn't. They didn't give extra bounties though, if I remember correctly. There wasn't they extra did. bounties from them. Shacks did. I for PVP, I don't yes. Remember. I, don't remember. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't play enough. D1 I didn't play a lot to, of PVP. D one. To I be did. honest, I, I played PVP more than uh, uh, 
than I should have, but <laughs> I don't know. more than you should have. I should I mean, have been in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's. I mean, I'm super excited that the changes that they're looking at making, but I also know that these are going to take a bit. Yeah, um, and 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 they like there were a couple minor ones that they said are going to take effect next season, but like most of them aren't going to be taking effect until further seasons down the line. Um, mm-hmm. And I know there was there was one thing I saw pointed out on on Twitter a couple times was uh, during one of the twabs they mentioned years three, four, five, yeah. six, etc. <laughs> and somebody pointed out was like, well, there goes the idea for D three. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, with that, they could even they could even make a major update for year two, you know, five or six. Yeah, exactly. And it could be a rebuild of the whole game in its current state. Yeah, to, yeah. to clean up the I, engine or something like that. I think at at this point, if they if they did do a D three, it would it would be less of a like a new game and more of a let's do a a large overhaul of this game. Let's revamp everything. Yeah, like uh. I I I play Final Fantasy 14 and Final Fantasy 14, I think we've talked about this has has done that before where mm-hmm. they they brought the entire game down for like a month or two and completely redid it and then relaunched it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see a month or two, you're talking you're, you're asking a full what yeah. 15 25 people bring a full game down? No way. I mean, the thing is with with that though, like if you're going to make that those kind of changes and that kind of like engine update to a yeah. game like this you have to yeah you have to bring it down and you have to put bring it up slowly again and you have to bring it up so you can test it and then push it to public yeah because if, otherwise if, if, it will go wrong if they're going to be making core changes like that which i personally think they should um mm-hmm. then they're going to need to do something like that and i think that, you know it's something that they'll need to be very transparent with the community about because oh i'm sure they would be i'm sure they're not going to just shut us you know shut everything off yeah suddenly i think to jump in on the on the web for me because i mean i haven't been following destiny as as hard as most people because i've moved on to occupy my time elsewhere and and let my uh, second job so to speak of counting bounties (laughs) um let it take a backseat for a little bit (laughs) Exactly. And I've moved on, but reading the TWAB for me, the biggest takeaway is if a new gamer comes in, they have access to that content of what they've missed for a year, and then it falls off. Like, yeah. sorry, you came in late, you missed out, that's that's gone. And it's great because that's another way to bring people in to stay and grind or, or you know however you you want to play the game but you're not oh. missing out too much of oh my god i gotta get this well in the yeah. seasons right now like with it been going a year i think a year is applicable because it's like yeah. all right there's the major changes for this year here are the new things this goes away next year but then it's always a good time for someone to come in because they get all the seasonal stuff for mm-hmm. that year yeah because like right and now it, i've had it, some friends that wanted to start playing and i'm like now's not a good time i'm like don't don't buy it don't buy Shadow Keep. Don't buy this this season pass. Like, wait. Yeah. And it, Sorry, it also it also off. helps it helps combat the the fear of missing out thing a lot. Yes. Um, because I I know that was that was a lot of people's like major concerns with the new season style and mm-hmm. them being like we're only like these new activities are only going to be active during this time and like I know I understand that they need to do that because the size of the game is starting to get a little <laughs> bit out of hand. Um, and so they can't keep certain activities around forever. And I 
one thing I'm curious about is I know they were talking about how with Gambit they were only going to keep one of them and they haven't done that yet and I'm curious <laughs> when that's going to happen <laughs> I think they should spare rations they should it. I think they should revamp Gambit as a whole they need to remove they need to keep Gambit Prime and yeah. they need to revamp it because I I my biggest struggle with Gambit is that the class disparity of like Invader versus the other the other oh, classes yeah, yeah, yeah for sure the Invader is so powerful comparatively and it's just a bad it puts everything on the yeah. PvP guys, and and that's that's something that like people have been talking about a lot since Gambit Prime yes. came out. But it's also something that like is very challenging for Bungie to work on because it's content that has already been released that is not current. And so if, yeah. if well, they're working on that, then they're not working on new content, mm -hmm. which is which is historically has not necessarily gone well for them. Well, I oh. just thought about this. If we're gonna go that route, like. Instead of putting such a strain on either PvPers or PvEers, why not make Gambit Prime? Because technically, it's PvP or PvE v PvP. Yeah. yeah Gambit it, Prime's PvP or PvE strictly, but other Gambit modes are PvP inclusive. No, why no, not just Gambit, make no, no, no. Gambit Prime is also, also has PvP. Yeah. I was thinking about the other one. Oh, you were thinking about uh, Reckoning. 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 Reckoning, I think, should stay, but if you're going to go into Gambit Prime, you should have just thought about this. It may be a turnoff for, for most people, but for me, who want to try their hand at PvP, more driven that way, give us those maps and timers with a little bit of ads, but it's basically me versus you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily I have to kill all these ads. I have to bank moats. I have to worry about... So well, coming in and, and blasting my head off. Let it the, be more PvP. Well, I think that was part of the experiment of it, was that, like, how, how, is, how is a good way that we can combine PvP and PvE? And, and you know, most of the people who are on one or the other side of, the, <clears throat> of that, you know, spectrum of PvP versus PvE are going to have some sort of issue with it because it's... Turn it into, like, a horde mode, and then you yeah. have invaders where you can focus on them and not worry about banking moats and, oh my well, goodness... Then why would you worry about the invader? I I like the concept of Gambit. My issue mainly is the invader role is so powerful and so pivotal. Yeah. That like if you have a good invader, you guys bank moats and you have a team that banks moats efficiently and gets the you know a portal up fast, you can be up like sixty moats to none if you have a god tier invader. Why not have it to where the moats run out if you're holding on to them? Well, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do, do that either. I just uh, think there should there should be a hard counter for the invader. Yeah, yeah. The the invader classes is pretty heavily uh, unbalanced to the other three classes. The other three classes sort of feel like you know here's a consolation prize in comparison to the well and like to the invader collector. Unless you're going for the you know the the triumphs with it, collector's pointless because the yeah. <clears throat> the twenty moat monster it drops the only thing it adds to it is it automatically drains their bank but the issue is it has yeah. such a low health pool for such a mm. big monster that it you run it over real fast normally and yeah. so my like i think that the collector should directly and i'm going to pull this from sc slayer's video i watched way back but <laughs> the collector should be able to open and bank when the invader comes in the other two classes shouldn't be able to i'm yeah, okay like, with that the collector should be a should be a straight like i can you know i can def i can ca i can plant or you know deposit the moats 
even while the invaders in and the banks locked down. Yeah. I think and, 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 that role. Yeah. And then the uh the uh, the sentry should have more things against the invader and it should be more yeah. of a machine gun plants let, let, more, more, more of a counter invader thing than a counter yeah. blocker thing because right now it's it's very counter blocker which is like eh it's not that useful when the invader is the main thing that you're fighting against yeah like well a, if you're a if you're the what class did you just say the sentry sentry if you're a sentry you should have i'm taking it a little bit out of context here but like in Mayhem, you know how fast that recharge rate is on a super to counter someone coming in? I mean, you I don't could, know if, if it... you choose that role, you could get extra like super energy or extra ammo where you can just go nuts on somebody if they well, dare enter your realm. You know what I mean? Well, and that's why the invader's so powerful. Yeah. If you have a if you have a maxed out set, you you already have a two hundred like you have your two hundred health that you begin with. Then you have another 200 health on top of that. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Everybody else should get, if I'm going to choose the sentry role. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm listing, like, currently, this is what the invader has. So you have that, and you get to see where the other people are on the field. Yeah. So that's I don't like just, that person. That's, Remove that's that, what you get okay. at a, as a base. If you have the full invader set, you lock the bank, and there's no indication on whether or not it's locked because of the invader or it's locked because there's an ad left up. Yeah. You get ammo back. You get special ammo back. I feel like I feel like sentries should be able to see the invader location, like the invaders yes. can see. Yeah, can see the team. Because then you're playing that. Okay, 1v1s. so so in in general, to sum up a lot of this this conversation, so we don't get too bogged down with it. <laughs> I I think we can all agree that one, there the classes need to be revamped a little bit for Gambit. Um, and two, mm -hmm. I think I personally think that there should be a queuing system for it, where you queue as one of the classes. So it makes sure that each team has one of each, because yeah. there there are other multiplayer games that have things like that, and I think that would help Overwatch. help the game mode a lot. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know how feasible it is for Bungie to implement that, um, and and then that sort of counts on it may count on the honor system for people to actually do those roles. <laughs> but well, this also gets into something that Bungie I think struggles with a lot. And they make a lot of bounties counterintuitive to winning. Yeah, yep. that's true. And so if I'm competing, and, and I was actually going to bring this up when I'm playing with you know my friends and we're just trying to bomb through bounties, I'm always the first one done with the, with the PvP bounties. Because for me, the lobby is easier. So either I either then I have to dip out and let them go to easier PvP lobbies to get that, their stuff done faster. Mm -mm. Or we have to play another six games. Yeah, and, and that's that's one of the things that I think... I think they talked about in the in the TWAB was mm -hmm. talking about making making the bounties more like easier to complete and less less about you know use this type of gun to kill this type of enemy etc 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 more like you know you kill fifty enemies that one's done and yeah kill and, they, and, they, and, well, and they also for match, they also for said they're... activities it should be cumulative it should be the whole fire team like they do yeah. with uh what's the I can't remember what the bounty is now. There's a set of bounties that's up now where it's like that, where it's like everyone can feed into it, and it's great. Oh, the, the laurels <laughs> for the guardians. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's a great system, in my opinion, because no one's competing for it. It's not. I'm not worried about. Oh, if you snag my kill, I'm now further away from it. And so, like yeah. that happens a lot in strikes where we're trying to get through bounties as efficiently as possible. Well, if I'm good at running and gunning, I'm gonna scream through everything, and then I'm done the, first in like three strikes, and then now we just run slower. 
Yeah, which and, is not and, a big deal. You have to find a map with uh, lost sectors and just loot those. <laughs> which yeah. also is counterintuitive because that means you're not helping your team do the strike, which is not yeah. great. <laughs> um, but uh, the the laurels thing is set up in a in a good way too because it's it's set up in a way where you get extra progress on it if it's mm -hmm. if if you get the kill or if someone from your class gets the kill and i think in general that's how bounty should be set up whereas like if you are the one making progress you get more progress than if it comes from a teammate or whatever yeah and and in general that would you know lower the amount of of competition in fighting over kills and strikes and everything <laughs> well when I, they make bounties that are like yeah here get 50 hand cannon precision shots and strikes and everyone needs to do that it's a scramble to to rush yeah. to the enemies first and i've i've noticed that a lot with the with the quests especially for strikes um like the the seasonal quests they've been they've been releasing to like unlock mm -hmm. the emblems and the shaders and whatever i still haven't finished the strike one because it requires you to get specific type of weapon kills and it yeah. requires you to get a ton of them and so you know you're always competing with your with your teammates to rack up those kills mm -hmm. and it's a it's it's a annoying to it's do frustrating. <laughs> yeah it's frustrating if i got a, i got an idea and i'm gonna run it by you guys and you can tell me since we're on the topic of mass changes right mm -hmm. a lot of us have played call of duty right i haven't uh, <laughs> well, yes. I understand, and I said a lot of us <laughs> inclusive as far as community and viewers, and everybody's at least played it once for the most part. Okay, I've played a COD game, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you took that system and you put it into Destiny, it'd be something, and, and a lot of the, you, the... Yeah, which system are you talking what about? What do you mean? Okay, no so idea which system you're talking about. If I I the want, last COD game I, I played the, was on the GameCube. <laughs> If I want the not forgotten, right? Let's just use that as an example. Mm -hmm. Instead of having a quest line with 300 steps, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to use one specific gun to get that gun across the board. Why not any hand cannon I choose, but after level 5, level 10, level 15, all the way up to, let's say, level 50. But in the meantime, you're you're stacking other hand cannons that actually are pretty good. If you don't want them, great. But you've unlocked them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like like a more a more consistent progression system is sort of what. Well, you're yeah, but about, it goes but... for everything. If you want that badass sniper, that. Uh... But I think I think that 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 moves away from from the model of Destiny, <laughs> the action MMO model. I actually think they should go something to, similar to monster hunter world and maybe not as in depth but i think you should be able to build your guns armor and everything mm. you want with the spe specific perks you want but you need mats from the world and like go do strikes go do yeah. this go do you know go kill lost sector like <laughs> you should have a farm like, no. for those mats to build the thing you want because then it's uh, constant again, progress again it's farming it's going to turn into well, that, monotonous the, the thing work. is it's it's a looter shooter it's gonna yeah. be grindy no matter what you do. Like that's the nature of looter shooters. The but, but I don't think it has to be though. Yeah, it, I mean maybe for a looter but, shooter, yeah. in my opinion, it does for a looter shooter. Um and maybe not everyone shares that opinion, but like at least with the Monster Hunter system, yeah, it's grindy, but it's meant to be grindy. And I'm okay with that because every time I run this mission, I'm getting parts for the thing I need. 
to build what I want because that's I like constant progress. I don't like having to run a thing 45 times to hope I have a shot to get the weapon. And then not only do I have to hope I get the weapon drop, I have to hope that it rolls correctly with the right rolls. Otherwise, it's trash. And those 40 runs were useless. (laughs) The one good thing about Destiny 2 year one. (laughs) Oh, okay. so that brings me to my next thing. Uh If you eliminate random rolls, hear me out for a second, please. You eliminate random rolls. I'm already in. Already in. Do it. Go back to one specific roll, okay? Mm -hmm. But a little bit of what I was saying and a lot of what you were saying just now should go into that. Mm -hmm. I want that. Remember when... uh, Well, I like... Volta Glass and the raids, right? The raid-specific guns? Yes. That's great. That's one thing. But, like, I want that hand cannon. This is Mm -hmm. what I have to do. And in that specific mission or whatever you decide, you have to use a hand cannon. Yeah. Well, I I honestly, I I really liked the Destiny 1 system where you where you got a weapon and then the more you used that weapon and the more you put into that weapon, you could upgrade it and make it better. That's that's basically progression-wise is what I was trying to get at. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do it that way. I liked that system a lot. I don't know how well it would translate into Destiny 2, especially as it is today. Um but I I really liked the idea of of picking a gun and and you know sticking with it for a while and being rewarded for doing that like well on the on the back end to that cs and i both know yes you have a a role specific but if you wanted to change that role it's going to cost you go grind some mats i'm okay with grinding mats for that i'm just not okay with grinding the whole game just to get one role that's worth it yeah. Well, and Destiny system is vastly different than other systems as well. Because like Monster Hunter, I can go grind the same mission forty five times to get the to get the and stuff. You're I getting need. more and more and more and more and more of mats. Whereas Destiny, it's like or for raids as, as an example, it's a you get one clear per character per week. Yeah. Yep. So so on most raids, you get five drops. If you don't get the drop you want in those five drops, you gotta wait a week. You gotta wait a week. Yeah. So in fifteen drops, you don't get what you want, and if you don't get the right roll on it. Sucks to suck. Maybe next week. Yeah. And it just gets ridiculous. And this is like, I have always been frustrated with that system because it's like, I can't tell if I'm actually going to make progress or actually get the thing I want because I'm going to get this. I'm going to go back to taking King. I'm going to get the shitty auto rifle 14 times in a row. Yeah. I think so. I think they, they took that weekly reset system from other MMOs. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the difference that it has made between those and Destiny is the random rolls. Because I think before random rolls were around, it was like, you know, I, I, I run... Vanilla D2 was great. Yeah, Van- Vanilla D2, you run through Leviathan, you have a chance to get all of these weapons and all of this armor, and, you know, if you don't get an armor, it's okay, or, or whatever, because you can get it next week. And it's it, you're not also trying to get the roll that you want, because you know that this weapon is this roll. And that's how it is with most MMOs in, like... When you run a raid and you try to get your drops for the week, you know there is a very specific loot pool that mm-hmm. this boss is dropping, and those items never change. Like, like so, in WoW, like those items, like their item level can change. Like they can roll mm-hmm. with an extra bonus to like 
this is slightly better than it normally would be, but it's still the same item. It still gives you the same stats, the same buffs, whatever. And Destiny, it has gotten to a point where it's not doing that anymore, so the 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 weekly reset model doesn't work as well. Well, that's why we loved running Vault of Glass, because if you didn't get your uh, Fatebringer, run it back and run it back. No, no, it was still once a week. I understand that, but um, I'm sorry, not the fade bringer, the the strike with the the end. Uh, oh, the undying mind. Yeah, you could run that and just keep going. Yeah, but so make the, it to where all raids you can just keep cycling. If yeah, you want I me think, to get good guns, I think it has well, to be the end first game round. Content. The first round should be powerful, and yeah. then all additional rounds should be not powerful. Yeah. So you have to upgrade it. So you have to have done the thing to upgrade it. Even if you're yeah. just going to grind it's, it's, it repeatedly, for especially if if they're gonna if they're gonna stick with the random roll model, I think yeah. I think they do need to make raids drop more than once a week, and, yeah. so, and switching to a uh, thing where like the first run of the week is powerful and everything after that is non-powerful, I think is a good model. And I also mm-hmm. think we've talked about this before uh, is I think they should rotate which raids give powerfuls every week. That way, we're, so that way we're not always running garden. <laughs> I 100% I like agree that. with that. I like it. I'm okay um, with it. The, the, and I was going to go back to Jedi's point about the random rolls, uh, lack of random rolls in, in Destiny 2 Vanilla D, or Year 1. There were no random rolls. I think the issue that occurred was they didn't have enough weapons. Yeah. They didn't have enough weapons or models to, so they created a base set of, you know, of all the models and then all they did was give all of those random rolls when they added random rolls to it. But I think they should have done was they should have reused the models more and just fi- either figured out some crazy naming system or name them, you know, Fate Bringer 1.1 or, you know, something like that. That's iterative yeah. so that they can put all the different rolls on there. So now, now we have hundreds of weapons to choose from, but they're all like, if I get a Fate Bringer 1.1, you know, 1.1, I know that's the good one. Yeah. Right. But so it's it's stat- static, but it's there are enough weapons to satiate everybody because right now the problem is there's that was the issue there wasn't it was yeah. there was and, a and, very and, limited and now weapons. now we're on the other end of the spectrum where there's too much <laughs> yeah and that's what people like COD I started getting back into Call of Duty for it and to be honest yesterday I, I played a little too much COD yesterday <laughs> but to start at zero for auto for uh, assault rifles auto rifles i cleared the board just by playing the game mode mm-hmm, i would get yeah. unlocks i would get you know attachments i would get this and then at certain intervals of playing i'd unlock another gun so to your point cs 1.0 is the base role for this and as you go along you get this role then you get this role and then the best role could be level 5 5.0 or whatever uh-huh. it is you know what i mean i'm okay with that Bring well it. and i don't know if rain will remember from when they played d1 but uh, there was a time in house of wolves where we actually could reroll weapons yeah um i think i do hmm. recall hearing about that but i was not playing during yeah the you could re-roll your we can re-roll, you can reroll weapons but my thing is they should have kept that except they should yes. have made it like the division so the division you could change or augment or reroll crafting yeah so you could do that to certain weapons but every time you did it it got more and more expensive whereas in destiny it didn't we had guys like myself that played 
a ton. And so it was like, what do I care? They're like, oh, you know, the super rare thing. Oh, I have 450 of them. Yeah. Or I can, you roll, just I can re-roll like, the gun 450 times. It doesn't matter. And yeah, there and, were, you know, that's, guys that's, with thousands of stuff. That's always been a struggle for Destiny is finding that balance between the people who play it casually and the people who play it hardcore. Because mm-hmm. there's always going to be that disparity between people like you and I who put a lot of time in the game and people who don't put as much ga- as much time in the game. Like we have, you know, how many how many legendary shards and enhancement cores do you have, CS? I Versus, think I have like a little I, over 8,000 shards and like 700 cores. Yeah, and whereas somebody who plays the game casually is going to have, you know, a quarter of that or less. And I'm so, a hardcore casual because I use all my mats. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's that's one of the big things that makes it difficult to balance the systems well, like that in Destiny. Well, yeah, and it will, you know, as Jedi just said too, like you have the guys that because I, I know guys that play all the time who play more than me who have less of that stuff than I do. Yeah, cause because they're, they're constantly <laughs> burning it. Yeah. Um. Well, they have more time than me to play the game, but they have less of the those materials because they're constantly burning on stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, I'm not good. Like I can, I can, I don't need the extra perk or whatever that's going to give me until it's you know ready to be maxed out or until I'm ready to do something yeah. difficult like a raid. And so I yeah. wait See, that's for that. the problem. That balance between me and you. Mm-hmm is an issue yeah like why should yeah. you have eight thousand mats you should be able to spend them on what you want yeah and and, and part of, part of that is a lack of things to spend them on like like yeah, right now most of those mats are spent on upgrading my like master working my weapons or, buying or more armor. glimmer because i'm out or of buying more glimmer, glimmer. like, like that, there's not a, there's not really a good sink for that materials and that's yeah. well, that's sort of why like bring it back to my earlier point like the progression system on individual pieces like mm-hmm. bring everything back to static roles and give them progression systems uh, or well n- static roles or not, or however they want to deal with that. But like the progression system would give us something to put those materials into. So would the progression system be kind of how you built, like we built rows started out as just a gun, no perks. And yeah, then not, like I just, so just had the barrels on it, essentially the sights on it. And then we got, that's the, mod and we got that's the else. Call of Duty I mean, system that's, right that's, there. That's the basis that I was talking about because I, yeah. from, from my short time playing D1, I saw that system and and I feel like it would be a good solution to where D2 is now. Um, as you know, like you have to you have to get however many kills with this weapon to unlock this row, and then you spend materials to get those perks, and that you know. Shows shows your dedication with that weapon and gives you a sink for your materials and things like that. And you know maybe if you get a weapon from a higher tier activity, it comes with some of them unlocked already because mm-hmm. you you did a very high tier activity. And you know then you have you know like the curated rules or whatever that you know come with all of them unlocked and there's no progression. The only thing I'll say to that as the devil's advocate is. We all should be put on level playing field if that was to happen, because he's got eight thousand, and let's say I'm just starting at zero. He's going to have the upper hand. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's it, that's the other issue with it is. I mean, with with any games like this that are super grindy, you're going to run into that though. Like, and I'm going to use an example. Like, we've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter as a group recently, mm-hmm. um, and we have Kane who has like. I don't know. He's got like five, six hundred hours, hours or something like that. Yeah. And he has like fifteen hundred hours across the whole <laughs> account of the game. And so he has more stuff in the game than any of us. So we're 
But what's nice is, at least with that game, is because it's a mess. Uh, from mm. a new person's perspective, <laughs> it's a mess. You don't have someone to be like, hey, here's what you need to do. You'd be clueless. Yeah. Um, and so we're very lucky to have that. But like, there's always going to be this disparity, especially if you're going for the you know the looter shooter or MMO style game. There, there has to mm. be that. The, the high-end players have to be rewarded in such a way you know, that they're getting the stuff that they want and they're going to stockpile it because they know it's important. Yeah. And so you're never going to be able to solve that balance because if you limit, because they talked about doing that originally where they're going to limit, and I think they have it now where you like, you limit certain a certain number of mats. Like you can't hoard 7,000 of the uh, Ascendant Shards. You can only hold like, I think five of them. Yeah. No, 10? I think it's 10. Something like that, but it's yeah, yeah you, it's it's it's, you only it's five got of them, a, a certain them, stack so. size that you can only have so many of. So they, they try to do away with that, but it's super frustrating because it's like there's no point. Yeah, because a, no a lot of those. a lot of those mats that we have, there's not a good there's not a good sink for them. Like yeah, that that's why that's why you run into people like you and I who have thousands of enhancement cores, thousands of legendary shards because we have nothing to do with them. Um, well. And part of the reason we get so many is because when we're running activities and we're getting the same four guns every single time where we already have God rolls or we have guns that are way better than those ever could be. Yeah. We, sh we destroy them every time. So we're just getting more and more mats. Yeah. So I, I think we've, we've, we've beaten this destiny horse uh, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little, probably enough for this episode. Yeah. We can, I think yeah. we can, we can all agree that the TWAB has some very good stuff in it. There are things that the game needs to work on. We all have our transmog. Yeah. That I'm excited about the transmog. Yeah, I'm excited cool. about that. Um, we all have our own ideas about, about where, where the game can go from here, but mm -hmm. you know, ultimately Bungie is going to be the one to take it there and they're probably not going to take a lot of our ideas into account. So, <laughs> So let's 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 we can of, dream though. Let's let's move on from that a little bit. Um did you guys see the new Assassin's Creed game? I saw the trailer, yes. I am very excited for that. It looks <laughs> uh, was, there, was it just the trailer or was there other gameplay? I've, I've, no, I've, that I've was only the seen trailer. the trailer. I haven't seen any gameplay of it, but I'm like just from that trailer, I'm already excited about it. It I looks think, like it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. My my the thing that really got me was when they you know, they made a point in the trailer to be like the the Vikings are not savages. Like we're normal people, just like everyone else. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really glad that they're going with that narrative and not trying to paint them as savages because there are too many things that play on that cliche. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last Assassin's Creed game you played? Like all the way through, not I, just. I haven't bit. played any of them all the way through. <laughs> uh, well, because I started Origins, but I never, I didn't make it very far. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't is, touched is any, of the, any of the recent ones, but I honestly might pick this one up just because it looks really cool. Assassin's it, Creed Two. On, like honestly, like this is hitting the trailer for this one hit me the same way the the trailer for Gears of War Five hit me because I had never played any of the other Gears of War games, but I saw uh -huh. the trailer for Gears of War Five and I was like, that looks pretty cool, and so I got it on on the Xbox Game Pass and played all the way through it without any context from the other games whatsoever. <laughs> and it was fun. Like, I enjoyed it, and mm -hmm. it was my first experience with a Gears of War game, which going into that from Destiny was a was a jarring experience, but, you know. It's like going back and playing Halo after playing Destiny oh, for God, so long. Yeah, I when Playing, like, Halo 1. It's like, when, when the oh, we've come a long way. When the Master Chief Collection came out, and I saw a bunch of people playing, like, Halo 3 uh, on Twitch and shit, and I saw it and watched it and I was like this is so slow 
uninstalled yeah. day one. Yeah, like I, I mean, I've, I see, I've seen a lot of people being very excited about the Master Chief Collection, and I can't, yeah. I can't blame them because I have a lot of nostalgia about the the Halo games too. But it's just like so watching I, that was just like, oh god, <laughs> this, so is, you guys this grew, is painfully different. <laughs> you guys grew up on Halo, correct? Uh, I did not. I grew up playing PS2 games. Yeah, I played mostly GameCube. I had a a first generation Xbox, um, and then I had three. I went through like four different 360s because they all died on me, and then eventually I stopped trying, and so <laughs> I, I, went, I did not buy an Xbox after that. <laughs> I went through COD, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but multiplayer was foreign to me because i'd always see multiplayer options and be like yeah, yeah whatever fuck mm-hmm. that whatever i don't know i don't i'm not gonna deal with that and i just play storyline i'd be done with the game move on to another game that had a storyline run through that game and just keep mm-hmm. over and over and over and then destiny when it first came out it was like wait a second what is this it's got a storyline so i pick it up and then let's go pvp yeah wait <laughs> a second I'm playing. I'm playing this guy. Wait, I, I'm lost here. I'm gonna die. What's going on? Yeah, I was. I was sort of in the same boat. I didn't really get into a lot of multiplayer until I start. Until I started playing games on PC. Um, so, and part of that was because, like, I, you know, in the days of the first generation Xbox, you had to physically plug the console into your router, and I just I didn't have the capabilities to do that. So, like, so when I was in high school, um. At some point, I don't, and I don't remember what exact time this was, but I got a PS3 at some point, and um, I had a friend down the street who also had a PS3, and that's when I started because we, and then we had, but we both had internet at that point, so that's when I started playing more COD online and stuff like that, and stepping away from the story games because we, you know, we're high school students and we're not allowed to go do stuff. We can't drive, you know, or when we, even when we could drive, we weren't allowed to go out and. You know, there wasn't a lot to do. We didn't have a lot of money to spend on things. So we'd sit there and we would just chit chat over the mic to each other. That was before there was a party system. So we would just <laughs> mute everybody else in the lobby and annoy everybody. <laughs> like, I just did that constantly. So we were just the most annoying people probably on there. But like, Discord before there was Discord. <laughs> well, the, on PS3, there was no party system. So like, yeah. Xbox had a party system, PS3 did not. And so you could only use it, it had a party system, but you had to have the app running. <laughs> like you had to be logged into the app and only have that up app up for it to work. Yeah, that's uh, that's so really not great. <laughs> yeah, really not good implementation. So, um, well, before Discord, there was Razor Chat, which is what I used. Well, there, there was Teamspeak. Yeah. yeah, Teamspeak is what I use for rating and WoW for years. Um, <laughs> but like, so I started doing that. Teamspeak and Ventrilo. Ventrilo was oh Ventrilo. That I was the other one. Back, back in the day. <laughs> I see Yeah, I was all I was all on consoles during all that stuff. I've just heard about this stuff later. Um, yeah, I I I didn't really get into multiplayer stuff until I started playing on PC, um, which was shortly after World of Warcraft came out. So like 2004, 2005, probably. Um, yeah. That's that's when I started PC gaming, and that's when I started getting into multiplayer stuff. And I mean, Vent was only PC. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Vent Vent was only PC. Uh, was I. Was Teamspeak not only PC too? I I thought they were all only PC because like they were. Yeah, Teamspeak, Razor Chat, and Ventrilo. Yeah, back in back in the day. Yeah, the 
and in terms of Halo games, though, Halo One was released on PC pretty yeah. early on, um, and it had a it had a PC only edition that was separate from from Xbox, and that was called Halo Custom Edition, where people I remember that people could upload their own maps and their own weapons and own vehicles, and if you had those maps, you could play on that custom stuff. Which was pretty wild because you know people had like pelicans and long swords and things that you could pilot, which you couldn't actually do in the base game. And I I, I spent a lot of time playing that because it was on PC. <laughs> I remember watching, uh, I think early on in college, eh, probably in high school too, the achievement hunter doing the uh, different Halo maps where they play like horse or something like that, where they had oh, some yeah, ridiculous. Yeah map that you had to drive a mongoose through and it was to- it was super difficult <laughs> yeah that, and... that that sort of stuff got way better with like halo 2 and 3 because mm-hmm. halo, halo 1 did not have really have the capabilities <laughs> to do a lot of that um, yeah also, but I, like, just, I just remember that yeah i think in it, i don't remember if it was in 2 or 3 but in one of them they implemented the like sandbox system where you could build your own maps and things mm-hmm. which that I, was three yeah which definitely you know got a lot of use from the community yeah I remember when ah, I, it was either, I think it was Halo 2 back when they were, when Bungie or Microsoft or whoever owned the servers was, they were trying to take down the servers for Halo 2 because they were like, this game no longer has a player base, like, wait, we don't need to keep these servers running anymore. There was like a group of people that got together and were like, we're going to stay online as long as possible to keep them from taking this down. <laughs> and there were like 10 guys who stayed online for like days in a row trying That's to funny. keep them from doing it. And I remember seeing a story about that when it happened. I was like, but heroes. <laughs> I feel like they would just like flip a switch and be like, it's done. I mean, yeah, they, they probably could. I don't remember. Yeah, but how. they gave people benefit of the doubt by saying so. It also, it also <laughs> might have been less like they were shutting off the servers and more they were shutting off whatever like matchmaking system they had. And so if uh, people were still in games, then it like it. So wouldn't... if you were still queued, it was fine. But if, yeah. if you got out of that, you had to you had to use private servers or private matchmaking or whatnot. Yeah, something like that. But mm. that was fun stories from back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, moving on to other new content coming up, um, how do you guys feel about the stuff that's been coming out for Cyberpunk 2077? I got nothing on Cyberpunk. I know <laughs> nothing about it. I don't know. I, I got nothing. I know Keanu Reeves is in it, and that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. Keanu Reeves is, in fact, in it. Uh, Jedi, There's... have you seen anything about Cyberpunk 2077? I actually loved the trailer first Mm -hmm. secondly i think the theme getting away from where we're at games wise this Mm -hmm. is what we need yeah i'm i'm excited i'm excited gaming community this is what we need yeah i'm excited to see what happens with it one of the things that that has made me the happiest about it is how um open and accepting they've been with a lot of their their design elements because they it came out very early after the announcement that they said that there there wasn't you weren't gonna pick a gender when you in character creation you pick a body type and a voice type and you don't pick a gender and that's like that's a huge step for a lot of lgbt people 
because um, it it very much expands the range for for character creation. Um, and recently, this 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 is oh, a funny God. part that I is bring this. Up. I saw this stuff. This 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 is a this is an eighteen up. eighteen plus moment that's gonna come up we're here. On teen, we're on teen on mixer. <laughs> well, are we, I don't know why we're set on teen on are mixer. We, are but... we live on mixer right now? Oh hey, yeah. it is working on mixer now. Yeah, it's on mixer now. So, but I'll I'll I'll. I'll keep this family friendly as much as I can, but <laughs> it, ca it came out recently that um, the game is going to allow you to customize your genitals, <laughs> which, which, like the the fir at at first glance at that is like, why is this important <laughs> for this game? But it's also like, if it's something that's going to be apparent in the game, it's like it's very nice to have the option to do that for trans people in particular and 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 i'm one thing that makes me really happy about that is like the cyberpunk genre has always been about like you know freedom and expression freedom of expression and uh, it's always been a genre that's been very open and accepting of lgbt folks and it makes me happy that that the developers are are you know holding on to that spirit and creating this game and allowing for that sort of customization. I just... I struggle to think of a reason that any game needs that yeah, that, and, and level I, of that's, customization. That's totally fair. Like, that that's one of the, one of the other things. Is like, like, like I'm, seeing that is like, why... Like I, I'm all like, for being open and accepting, and like the like you like when you're picking your character, like you said, you get to pick your your body type and a gender, and you know, however you're picking that. You, um, you pick a body type I, and a voice. You don't pick a gender. Yeah. Okay. All right. My apologies. That's all good. <laughs> I um, just want to clarify that. <laughs> however, you're customizing that. I think is I think that is good. Yeah. However, I don't think there's any story-driven point when you should ever ever need <laughs> to customize any of that to go through a story in a video game. Yeah. Cause like to me, I, if I'm going to play a game, I either want it to have pack full of story or I want it to have a, you know, fun multiplayer thing that I can do with my friends. Yeah. A fun gameplay loop. Yeah. And I'm gonna jump. to me, it just sounds like unnecessary work a little bit. Yeah. For something. Did you have something you wanted to say, Jedi? Yeah, go, go Jedi. I was going to say that if you, if you like cyberpunk, there are movies out there similar to what the game is. Mm -hmm. And that is also a viable option to do. That's just the nature of the ability to change your hands. Your yeah. It's all across the board. So I, yeah, I get where you're going with that as a video game. That, mm -hmm. That's one but, of the things that's been really core to the cyberpunk genre for a long time. Exactly. Is, is being, okay. Well, that's like your body being malleable and being able to change it to your own image, basically. If you are a dude and you would like to change yourself up top, you can do so. See, that's just. I mean, Look, it's in the, the movies too. So in, you know, the only thing I'm interested in at this point is if I can become a uh, centaur. <laughs> can I become a centaur? Because if not, then I'm out. This <laughs> But you I can be a robot <laughs> samurai, CS. <laughs> so, for someone who's never looked into the cyberpunk games uh, or knows anything about them, what what is the game about? Like, what do you do? I have no idea. <laughs> can I? Go yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've seen I'll a lot of the story a trailers, bit. but I haven't. I I don't really know what the gameplay is like. 
they did show some gameplay and it seems like as of right now based off of what was viewed you can go third person either or one the gun system uh isn't like destiny it's based off of the shoulder over the shoulder which a lot of people complained about but again it's still early so we don't know um and then third backstory to it obviously if you watch the trailer you'll get a little bit a little piece of it but you die supposedly <laughs> but your conscience your consciousness and your state of being head up is the motivator that's the only piece that you got you know what i mean yeah okay it's, you know taking and put on a robot body or whatever yeah or you know i'm like robocop them taking <laughs> your hand you you swap out your hand for whatever price in game it's going to be and now it's a sword or now it's a gun it's yeah that's space that's the uh the gist of it so robocop <laughs> there's a so no. there's a there's a show <laughs> no. there's a tv show on netflix that uh i i watched a couple months ago that uh, they're actually making a second season of now called um altered carbon that is, I saw that. That is in the same sort of vein as this. It, the whole like yes, idea. Watch it. It's it's very good, and I highly recommend it. But the the idea behind it is that uh, our conscious our consciousness are are saved on these little discs that sort of slot into the back of your neck, and you can basically pull them out and slot them into a different body, and and then you're in that your consciousness is in that body. Do so you have to go oh, through a process to relearn how to drive that body? Like, is it different? <laughs> Are there different hookups? Are there more pedals? <laughs> more lovers? Like, you get into a larger body, is it like, oh, well, I have so oh, much have more to, strength now. I have to get used to just, the like, balance. Just, like, ripping the whole, like, tops off of jars <laughs> instead of just the lid. Banging your head into doorways constantly. Because <laughs> you're eight feet tall now. Yeah. Whack! I feel, I feel ah! like practi practically, like you would absolutely have to deal with those things, but you know, you know the like the video games and the movies that deal with that never, uh -huh. never, never, just, uh, never deal with that. those issues. <laughs> well, there was a movie I forget what it was called. Oh, good grief! But it had uh, it had the girl from the Avengers, the Black Widow, mm -hmm. Scarlett Johansson, and she was all in a bodysuit. It was white. Was it? Ghost oh, in was the that Shell? Lucy or? I don't think Lucy I, was. I saw Lucy. She was like, was she like had some like kung fu skills. Was it was it Ghost other. in the Shell? What was it? Ghost in the Shell? Yes, I think so. I haven't mm, seen yep, that one. I was very, part. I was very upset that they they cast <laughs> Scarlett Johansson for that because but they anyway they should if, have cast you, an Asian woman for that. <laughs> if you take that movie and and think cyberpunk when you watch the preview of it, it'll kind of correlate. Yeah, a little bit more Ghost, Ghost in the Shell is absolutely cyberpunk, and if you haven't, I would highly recommend watching the original, the original animated yes. version. It's um, it's very trippy. There's a little, there's some body horror in it, but like it's a very good movie. The best part for me, I think, was you need a skill. Okay, we'll just hook you up. Yeah. Download. You're done. Now you're a samurai. Yeah, Matri or Matrix you're a, style. An assassin. I know kung fu. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean that like that's a lot of what the cyber like we the said. The movie was mad. <laughs> <laughs> that like, like we... oh, or go ahead. Well, like like we've said, the that that's a lot of what the cyberpunk genre is all is all about. Like it's it's interchangeable about parts, inter interchangeable freedom of, of expression okay. And, okay. and stuff like that. 
And, you know, so, sticking it to authority. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the only way you guys are going to get me to watch a movie is we watch it as a group. Should we have a group movie night? I mean, I'm down. Um, I will get it, and I will I'm I'm, I'm down to watch do Ghost, the original Ghost in the Shell again. It's, like, it's we a could great movie. Probably do it. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I bet I think I, yeah. I think I might have it somewhere because I know I I got it at some point when I watched it originally. So, well, I'll, I've got I'll like take a look eight and see. different subscriptions across the platforms. For yeah, but I don't know if the ori- I don't know if the original Ghost in the Shell is on any of them because it's. I will find it. I think <laughs> it's on Crackle. I might find it. Crackle? Crun- I don't even Crunchyroll? Know. You mean Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll. <laughs> no, there's Crackle as well. What the fuck crackle is Crackle? Is, what is what is Crackle? Crackle is like a. <laughs> I hate to say this, but it's a candy it's bar, candy. is what it is. <laughs> it's like a, it's uh, like a Netflix of B-rated movies. Don't tell uh, me okay. that, Bree. Don't tell me that the spider things have adorable voices. I don't like spider things. Spider-looking things? Are there oh there spider-looking things in Ghost in the Shell? Yes, there was. God, it's, uh, been, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, so yes, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, yes, we need to get Bree in Discord. For the next, she's in Discord. She is. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll just All have right. to get going with the community, see what we can do. But I will find it and pull it up, and we'll get going. All right. Well, uh, listeners, you can look forward to that. Um, it's a. <laughs> it's about time. You want to take us to a commercial break, real quick? Yeah. You bet. All right. We'll be back in a minute. All right. Part two of the Fuck It, We'll Do It Live episode. Full <laughs> send. Hashtag winging it. So that, that'll be nice. That'll be a yeah. nice way to introduce ourselves to the community, get them to come out, have a good time. So, watch cool. On the terms of, of uh, our community and our stream, as it were, let's, uh, let's, talk, about, let's talk a little bit about uh, streaming and, and the monetization of that. So, um, for those of you who are watching us live on Mixer and Twitch, um, you'll notice that we are restreaming to both at the same time. There's a fancy little site you can use that I think is just called Restream. Pretty sure it's called <laughs> Restream.io. <laughs> Pretty that, sure that's the website. That will allow you to stream to multiple platforms at once. Um, the kicker to this is is most um, most partner deals and the affiliate um, contract on Twitch uh, will not allow you to do this on uh, on your Twitch account and on other sites within 24 hours. Um, but if you're not affiliated or partnered anywhere, then it's it's definitely a viable way to uh, expand your audience to, to, you know, a larger group of people. It's, it's a good way to put feelers out. Um, yeah. Personally, I think it splits your community too much. Because I think so too, but eventually you will have to make a decision. You will have to go with one platform over the other because you cannot monetize. Well, at least through the through the mainstream ways of getting partnered or something like that, or through the service, you can't monetize. But there are other ways to monetize. Yeah, I have I have seen people who take advantage of of the whole restream thing and will stream to multiple platforms at the same time and monetize through a third party, i.e. through Patreon or Mm -hmm. donations or what have you. Um, So it's definitely, it's, it's a viable way to, to, you know, build a community and, and try and try and expand to multiple platforms that way. 
Um, but I've never tried it. Um, I don't know how successful it is. Um, but it's it's definitely it's something that takes takes more work than um than monetizing through one of the platforms. Well, um, and I mean, you can take this whether it be good or bad. But I also don't know if I know of any very large streamers who uh, are currently restreaming. I see a lot of guys either yeah. stream to Twitch or Mixer and then cut that up and put it on YouTube afterwards, which mm. is, I think is a brilliant way to use the mom- the highlights from stream to make you know money off of YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to do that, like uh, I was watching a video where Shroud talked about it. He has two editors. Yeah. That do it, cut do, and pull and do all that stuff for him. Do it, doing that as a single person is incredibly challenging. It's yeah. something something I sort of tried to get into. Um, part partially the my lack of video editing experience was a barrier to that, but also it's just like it's an incredible amount of work, especially especially to reach you know the monetization standards for YouTube and have a ten minute plus video. Like, well, <laughs> and the, the thing with YouTube now is the algorithm has changed. It used to be by view, and now it is by watch time. And if you mm-hmm. don't stretch that video to ten minutes every single time, and not you're not posting video every day, the algorithm is against you. Yeah. And so, which is very frustrating from a content someone who likes to absorb content because mm-hmm. you've had to watch all these channels scale up all their content, or instead of where I'd watch like a thirty minute to forty five minute to an hour plus let's play of a game, they now cut those into you know thirty ten minute videos because. Yeah. That's you know, or the you know what Game Rumps does because that's the best way to make use of that rather than putting out a six-hour video in one day and be like, well, we have to fill another six hours tomorrow. You know, we have to fill <laughs> out another six hours tomorrow. Yeah. So they can cut that into you know sixty chunks of a, of time and so they have sixty days of of episodes essentially. Yeah, and and um, I I know a lot of people, a lot of larger content creators have been really struggling with YouTube's content guidelines mm-hmm. lately um, and uh, struggling with videos getting demonetized for apparently no reason and things like that. And I'm, I'm, I guess I would be curious to see if this will lead to a push to more towards personal monetization, you know, like pushing monetization through Patreon or through a store or through a personal subscription service of some sort. Um, I already see a lot of people doing that, though. I think yeah. it has pushed into that because of the instability of YouTube and, mm-hmm. in fact, Twitch and other things like that because yeah. of, of how um, just with how quickly you can, you know, with cancel culture and whatnot being around with how quickly you can say one thing wrong and mm-hmm. suddenly your entire career is turned upside down. Yeah. And, and that's something we've mentioned on the show before is that yeah. <laughs> streaming is a very, very volatile industry, just yeah. like just like most content creation <laughs> um my my experience mm-hmm. in in the the artistic side of of content creation has been a little a little different <laughs> um mm-hmm. there's not really a whole lot of implemented ways to monetize that um a lot of it is you know self built build yourself a store build yourself i mean there are things like like redbubble or t public or things like that that allow you to post designs and they'll print it on stuff for you but a mm-hmm. lot of that a lot of that takes a pretty significant cut from the artist um which isn't you know isn't great and i know a lot of a lot of artists especially in the in you know the streaming and gaming industry they make they make a lot of their money off of commissions and things like mm-hmm. 
um, which is also something that's like, it's a challenge to find customers for that. And it's a, and a lot of the people who are looking to get a commission, it's a challenge to find artists to do that. Like from, from my experience in the industry and on, on social media, a lot of those connections are made by people being like, hey, does anybody want any art? Or, hey, does anybody know any artists that have commissions open? And it's like, it's through, you know, blasting on Twitter and like, who does, I know this guy, who knows this guy, who knows this guy, et cetera. And there, but there's not a whole lot of infrastructure in place to, to match well, that. And in, in my own experience, not from being on the side of creating that art or doing anything like that, but from, you know, looking for it or needing something like overlays and stuff like that done for streams, mm-hmm. both of the people i've hired to do mine have been through word of mouth from friends yeah so someone's like hey you know this is so and so they do graphic design i'm like oh sweet and so i would start talking to them like hey i'm looking for something i mean Mm -hmm. that's what uh how i'm not how rain and i met like we were friends for a while beforehand but i was like hey like (laughs) because you'd mentioned that you were doing that and i'm like hey uh, i would like an update like can we sit down and talk about this and so yeah hash something out and and so it's it's seemingly by word of mouth is the only way yeah and that's how a lot of it is and i think part of that is because the streaming as an industry is still sort of in its its budding stages um Mm -hmm. and the because in in like the professional world of of art you know people have portfolios and websites and things like that and you know I don't really know how the commission process works in the professional world, but I'm, I'm sure it's much more, much more rigorous and, and standardized than it is in the streaming <laughs> world. Um, and I think that's, that's the nature of, of the streaming industry right now is there's a, there are a lot of things that it's, that it's experienced, it's experiencing growing pains in a bit. And that like, mm-hmm. it's, it's starting to get to a point where it's like, okay, how do we deal with these certain things? <laughs> like, like, where do I find this? Where do I find this? These things that I need for, for the content I'm making, et cetera, et cetera. I'll jump in and, and follow up with that. I Yes, it's in the early stages. However, it's a niche market. Yeah. I mean, I think it's becoming less niche. It definitely started as, it a, very, is now. as a very niche market, but I think it's, especially with everything going on in the world right now, it's becoming it, something exactly. that a lot more people are turning to for entertainment. Mm-hmm. But the the problem, as a matter of fact, my wife and I discussed this a few days ago, was knowing where to brown, brand yourself, mm-hmm. how to brand yourself for that market, and everything else. That all plays into fact a factor where she's on one side of web design, stuff like that, because she caters to this group. Mm. but going to a bigger group or a bigger audience, a more corporate level, you know, that sort of thing. You need to know where you fit in the market. You need to know your branding. Where's it going to mm. go your website? It, all that is a factor for us as content creators. We put it on a on mixer or on Twitch or on YouTube or restream. And it's on all these platforms. And then we bow out. Yeah. So if if you're a graphic designer, which he is, chat, so if you need something, <laughs> up, shameless, shameless plug. plug. Yeah, that's right. Word of mouth is key. Yes, however, 
if you're going out looking for graphics as a new up and coming streamer and you got this badass idea for your name, for your colors, for all of this layout and stuff like that. If I didn't know you did that stuff, I would just be, you know, hey, who's got a graphic designer they use? Well, I use yeah. this one. No, wait a minute. I use this one. But wait, there's more <laughs> on this side of the house. You know what I mean? It's well, and it's kind of so, cutthroat, but at the same time, is. you're you have to <clears throat> at any, least market yourself separate from everybody yeah, else. And and mm-hmm. any any section of content creation is going to be relatively cutthroat because everybody's clawing for attention, essentially. Yeah. Yes. Which can be a detriment to the smaller streamers uh, because they treat it as a because I don't see a lot of cutthroatness from the bigger streamers. Because yeah. you know they've already kind of made it and they have the audience, so they're they trying to share. They aren't, they aren't worried about their audience. <laughs> well, yeah, and so, but they're also then like uh, I saw Clad doing a lot, where he's trying to share his audience. He's trying to share yeah. happiness and and you know promote people he thinks are cool. And you don't see that a lot from the smaller groups, um, yeah. because we, they're trying to build that audience. And I think people can see it the wrong way, where you know you look like you're just too focused on building yourself versus you know yeah. growing t- either together if you're on a team growing the team together or you know i mean everyone's in it somewhat for themselves right yeah and we, t- like, we, we we talked about that a lot when we when we talked about our experience with building late night looters and everything mm-hmm. and it's it, it is there is a, a very much an idea of people who are starting out of like i'm in this for me i have to do everything i can to support my you know dream or whatever Mm -hmm. i'm going for and and it 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 becomes a challenge to find people who aren't just in it for themselves but at the expense of who your community members your friends i mean that's the problem if us as a community if late night looters grew to exponential levels right Mm -hmm. we'd be stupid to just focus on okay we're only focusing on us the late night looters that's it the actual mm-hmm. streamers that's yeah. it when the community themselves helped you get to that level yeah. it, it, i don't understand why people think that all right i'm gonna start streaming we're friends and all but deuces i'm over here this is for me not for you blah 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 i expect you to be there when yeah. i post that i'm going live. you know leave me a lurk have 500 family members lurking you just you know <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, and 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 that's that's also like, in 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 the vein of monetization, like it comes down to having those actual connections and not just just shallow. Hey, Networking, you know, come come lurk in my stream because you mm-hmm. know people who are just coming in and dropping a lurk and then minimizing that tab and going and doing something else. Those are, those people aren't going to contribute to your monetization at all. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's you know much more important to to build actual relationships with the people that that you're that are in your community that are in your stream et cetera et cetera see that's a good point so that... um so what Bree said is that's such an amazing point when I started this, I didn't know how to start, and I was pretty focused on me, but when I started getting followers who also streamed, it helped me kind of find a balance mm-hmm. stream stream when they aren't be in their chat as much as they're in yours, yeah. And that's that's one of the biggest things that helps with with uh with you know 
growing as a streamer. Like you, you got to build yourself a reputation in, in your community and in other communities as someone that's, that's fun to be around and fun to talk to, or else people aren't going to want to be in your stream and talk to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, the way, I mean, that's, and that's the best way to build it is become such an integral part to their community that they're like, Oh wait, you stream? Why didn't you tell me? Hey, and then <laughs> yeah. they start blasting it. Like that's Yeah. You don't want to go in and and you know try to push it or be, you know, like, oh, I'm streaming, yada yada. But like yeah. you want to be so integral, you know, that's how you network. You get so close to people that they're they're upset when they're like, Oh, you were streaming and you didn't let us know. And like, or <laughs> you know, for example, Jedi went live the other day and didn't post in any of the discords. <laughs> Come on, Jedi. So, so I posted in all the discords for him because <laughs> that's what friends do. Like, hey, he's live. Go look at this man's stream. Like, well, you know. okay. So let's talk about that because I know we have talked off book multiple times with someone that just shows up into the discord, blah, blah, blah. I stream or that individual streams. I'm just going to post a link but never shows up. Yeah. You know, there's no interaction. So what are you doing? You're just advertising for yourself or looking for a free, free view or what? I I don't think that that's going to help. Maybe it will in a short burst. Well, the, like we 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 talked about this. We we talked about that a little a little bit when we when we talked about building our community is that a lot of people who who are starting out will do that. Like they'll join 100 discords just to drop their live links because they think that's how they get viewers. And yeah. it's 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 not because you know a lot of, especially a lot of those discords are getting you know hundred two hundred live links a day. Like if you're if you're in a discord for a big streamer that has an option that has a channel for posting a live link, like that channel is probably gonna get a lot of traffic in a day. Mm -hmm. And so most people who are in that discord aren't gonna click on any of those live links unless they're it's someone they know. So. <laughs> I mod for several discords and I'm, I'm one of the crazy people that leave a lot of my sounds on for discords, especially in the ones that I moderate for, because if something gets posted, I want to know about it to know. So that way I can go in and delete it as a moderator. If it's against what should be there or whatnot. Yeah. And so on a lot of those live channels, I can spam like that muted instantly. Yeah. I mute that channel sure. itself because people post in there so much that it's just like, I'm not, I can't like, yeah, it it's not worth it. Go, my phone going off every five minutes or three minutes, yeah. or it's and it's I, very frustrating. I, I, so it fills up so fast. Yeah, people aren't going to see that. They're just going to be like, oh, well, that's muted, and they're out. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of what a lot of people do. I, I think mm -hmm. a lot of the people who watch Twitch and Mixer have people that they have found who they mm -hmm. like to watch, mm -hmm. who play the games that they like to watch, who's personalities that they that they enjoy and those are the people that they watch like they might find other people here and there when they're looking for new people to watch but like most of the time you see a live link unless you know that person you're not going to click on it <laughs> well see i think that's the problem too though if you go okay so for me in my personal view mm -hmm. if i'm in a streamer's discord right mm-hmm Let's say I'm in Rain's Discord. He streams constantly, blah, blah, blah. I like his con I'm always there. And I see all the notifications of just him. Mm. That's one thing. But when you yeah. have a thousand members 
And now all of a sudden, because everybody's sitting at home and all these new streamers come out, and that's not their fault. It's just part of the game, so to speak. Yeah. Now you have a thousand links to go through and, and scroll by, blah, blah, blah. I'm looking at what you're playing. I'm not looking at who you are as a person yet. Yeah. And and, and that, think, that's how a lot of it, it starts. A lot of it is based on game first and then figuring out their yes. personality. But community, what? where is the holy grail? Where has that gone to where now it's all monetization? Like networking first got you in the door yeah right mm -hmm. then building a relationship with a community got you the viewership and after that you get the perks because you're busting your ass as a community yeah. and you I, th may I, th be th but I think i think that's the thing is a lot of people go into it with the idea of i'm gonna make money off of this and yeah. that's and that's why you know a lot of that lower tier like lower view count area is like very cutthroat and because people are like i need to do whatever i can so i can monetize this so i can make money i need off to of this. get and every really, single view and it's really the wrong way to go about it yeah which agreed because we've talked a lot about how there is a very very significant amount of luck involved in being successful in it can monetizing take one stream one yeah. stream is all it takes you can blow up in one stream and you can be crushed in one stream yeah yep it's it it can be taken away as quickly as it can be given given to you. Or in, in the sense of us right here as the late night looters, we've had our growing pains, but to mm -hmm. this point, late night looters isn't about that life. I'm yeah. going, to, uh, you know, it's basically come on in, friends, start. <laughs> mm -hmm. And if you want to be Shame, a part shameless of plug, join our Discord. <laughs> now you sound like me from last week. <laughs> <laughs> all the plugs just run with it but being around people every day for myself right do we not I'm have constantly... a bot set up in chat i don't Sorry. think we have one set up on our mixer yikes. <laughs> professionals over here we'll get a bot set up chat it's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's, anyway. there's a link below the stream click on that <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> anyway what was I saying? Squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So building the team and, and coming in. But, but new, yeah, like it, honestly, if it, you're around people all day, let me get mm -hmm. to my point and then yeah, I'll be done with this. Finish your point. Being around people every day in constant interaction, you start to tend to find their nuances. Mm -hmm. Do they vibe with me? Are they, do they, see themselves like I do, you know, the whole community concept, team building, all those things that we grew up brushing off our shoulders in high school, college, <laughs> even in, in management classes and courses, it's still there. Yeah. I don't see why we can't go away from the norm and say, hey, you want to be a community member? We want you not as a recruit, per se, but as a viable, you matter, your opinion matters, what you go through matters, yeah. let's bring you all together sort of thing. Well, and part of, I think part of that is a struggle because of what streaming has become for a lot of people that view it. Um, there's a lot of people that look at it for entertainment purposes. Purposes. There are also a lot of people who view it as a LFG site. Yeah, and that's, that's particularly and bad on Mixer. It's very rough on Mixer. There's a lot of people that join in and want to just immediately play with you because you are 
they they see you as some you know someone out there you're nice to them in chat and they they're you know, like oh well let's you know let's play some games and they they're either wanting to get on air with you because they think it's cool that they're finally playing with a streamer or they're using it as as to build a friendship with someone to play with constantly yeah. because and i i see it a lot more from younger the younger audience the younger mm-hmm. kids and i think a lot of those kids struggle to make relationships because a lot of the adults or the older people in there as soon as they find out they're a kid they bail yeah and, and they're done with it. Right so, through it yeah well i mean i don't think a lot of people are trying to there are people definitely that go to chats and spam their own links or spam you know other yeah. people's links and they get banned immediately and never, never hear from them again but but uh on the i mean on, on the on the bright side of things to move away from uh-huh. from some of this this negativity we've been talking about uh, I, I do have to say that like having a community like what we have with the late night looters, what we have with Soggy Bottom Boys and, and that sort of stuff has been um, extremely helpful during this time because, you know, I find myself every day at home. I'm in the Discord mm-hmm. call with you guys and it's, yep. you know, it's 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 integral to to my sanity <laughs> during during this crisis of having people to talk to having people to hang out with even like even when we're not playing the same games if we're not playing together like if somebody's playing monster hunter somebody's playing destiny somebody's playing something else or call it call of duty or runescape what i've been playing a lot (laughs) lately like we're we're still we're just in chat hanging out a lot and well and that's such a nice thing to have right now and i'm so glad that discord exists and facilitates I'm, that for us. Yeah. I'm going to take that a level higher. So like three years ago, I moved to this state mm-hmm. and I knew one person. Yep. My boss who brought <laughs> me from my home state to here. That is the only person I knew. And I still only you know, like, I mean, I know a lot more people in the office, but I still only like have a few, you know, one or two close friends up here. From the office. Only a few like, people who you would actually consider friends. Yeah. And I mean, because I know, you know, several, you know, I know a lot of people in the office, but I, I wouldn't go hang out with them outside of work necessarily. Yeah. Um, all the time. Um, but like a lot of the guys, a lot of people I work with too are older. So they have, a, you know, a family and kids and, and are doing stuff with their significant other and their kids. And so they're not coming home to, you know, an empty apartment doing nothing. So like me being able to come home or at this point stay home. <laughs> um, you know, and and have the the friendship and the you know be with you guys all the time has has mm. made the move so much easier because it was it was a no brainer because as long as I have internet it was like oh well, I yeah. can still talk chat with my friends and so I get a lot of I get some flack from my coworkers um about gaming all the time but I'm like it's yeah, not fuck them <laughs> well they're just they're just messing with me it's not it's nothing major right so they're just messing with me they they know that. You got to dab they... on the haters, CS. <laughs> I'm not doing that in the office. It's not happening. Um, but, uh, you know, that, I mean, because they know that I'm, I'm sitting down and I'm talking to people. Like, because uh, initially gaming has that stigmatism or, or the, the stigma to it where it's like you're just alone in a, in a room playing video games. Yeah. It's so much more than that now. It's not. Like, yeah, these, I've told them days. stories of our day one raids and they're like, this sounds ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah. it is. Like, 
We're, it's we're, absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm sitting in a Discord call with five other guys trying to get this raid done for 19 hours. <laughs> I I tend to leave that out because <laughs> they look at me really funny when I'm like, they're like, well, what did you do? And I'm like, well, I gamed for 17 hours straight. <laughs> and How like, is your vacation, CS? Well, <laughs> was... every single time. I'm like, oh, what did you do? I'm like, did you game the whole time? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. I spent $150 on a nice golden black jacket. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, so it's it's become so much more. And that's the thing. Like when I talk to my coworkers, there's uh Destiny has brought one of my coworkers has met uh saw an atheon pop figure on my desk <laughs> and came up to me after the fact because he was over there to talk to someone else came up to me after afterwards i was like hey i'm so and so i see that you play destiny what do you play on <laughs> and unfortunately we were on different consoles at the time because he was on playstation i was mainly on xbox that i'd moved to pc at that point but he moved to pc and like we go out to lunch and we chit chat about destiny like yeah it's become so much more than what it was you know, previously, and it's become such a, a an incredible support group, and you know, mm-hmm. and to build incredible friendships out of it. Um, as you just said, because we're not, we're not, and I've told my parents that, like, when I play with my friends, and they're like, "What are you guys doing?" I'm like, "Well, I'm playing this game." So you know, someone else is playing this game, someone else is playing this game. Like, so you just sit there and talk, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> it's it's like, a it's a communal activity at this point, like, yeah. Especially with Discord and the like connections that it allows. Uh, it's it's become such a much more communal activity, especially with you know multiplayer games like Destiny and things like that. But even like beyond that, you know, we've built we've built a community of people that we hang out with every day. And uh, honestly, like I talk to you guys more than I talk to the people I know in real life. Well, <laughs> I mean, I say in real life, but you know, I know you guys in real life. I just yeah. don't see you in person regularly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm gonna go on a whim here and say that Discord and Soggy Bottom Boys, prior to late night looters and what we were in the past, up to this point is accumulation. Yeah. Um Three sure. Bear in chat said streaming significantly helped with my anxiety. Well, mm-hmm. let's go one step further than that and say myself and Squirrel, who is on our Discord, we mm-hmm. are coworkers. You know. On opposite ends of the spectrum. My ranking is higher than his. He's doing these jobs. I'm over here doing these jobs, you know, yada, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. one Friday, it was both of our turn to come into work. And it was just us two. And it got boring. You know, <laughs> a lot of dead space, a lot of dead air. We got is, our work is, done. Is, is he as quiet at work as he is in Discord? <laughs> <laughs> Can confirm. Can confirm. For those for those who don't know, Squirrel in our Discord is so quiet sometimes that he gets kicked to the AFK channel. Yes, <laughs> even Quite with frequently, him actually, in his yeah, mic, pretty frequently. Yeah, um, but to bring it together is, I asked the question, "Hey, do you play video games?" Yeah. Okay. What game? I played Destiny. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, shit. <laughs> Destiny. Okay, you got my interest. Let's go outside to smoke it and let, let's chit chat. I play Destiny. Oh, do you now? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many memes that can go this way. <laughs> and the best part of it was he was looking, well, not actively, but he thought 
that communities in video games would just evolve and happen. Mm-hmm. But I was like, hey, I got a clan. We got a great bunch of uh, of players that we've all spent roughly a thousand hours to this point in the last year together <laughs> of gaming. Probably more than that. Beyond, well, it, just saying, well, just in chat together. Gaming, like just yeah, chat in chat, more, more than a thousand hours, sure. And then plus gaming, but <laughs> I will add that stream. DM it in Discord. Discord. I will add that to the stream channel. I like that. <laughs> um, but he's he's got anxiety. He's very quiet, very shy, very reserved. And it was like, dude. Up in the Discord, don't say nothing. Just listen. You'll see how rambunctious, <laughs> fun, great group of people that we are. And you'll, in turn, the longer you're with us, you'll soften up a little bit, which in turn he has. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's the most valuable portion. Bree Bear in chat mentions anxiety. Well, I know, I know for, for a lot of people with anxiety, it's a lot easier to form those relationships online than it is mm-hmm. in person. Um, and no. Which is why I've always, I've, I've always taken issue with the idea of online relationships being, you know, lesser than in-person relationships, because I've, I've personally made some of the deepest relationships in my life online. I met mm-hmm. my partner online. I met my partner through Tumblr. And uh, it's, I, I know a lot of people who've been in the same boat where they've met the people they've gone on to get married to online or through video games or or what have you and it's it 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 does it makes it a lot easier for people who struggle with interpersonal relationships yeah a hundred percent it's it i don't have anything else to add i just wanted to i just wanted to echo that i guess (laughs) i agree i agree i 100 percent agree with it like it's (laughs) but it's it's i don't know whether it's either the anonymity behind it that allows you to that because eventually you find out each other's names. Like, yeah. you know, it doesn't stay secret when you're hanging out with a group of people for thousands of hours. Like mm-hmm. you, you become close, you, you get each other's names, you, you pass out phone numbers or, you know, at, at some point a lot as well. And so yeah. you take stuff outside of discord. Sometimes uh, discord being mobile is very nice. Cause you can just stay in the group chat all the time. Yeah. Personally, um, personally, like, I think the thing for me is that when it's just text, it's mm-hmm. way it's it feels way easier to control how I'm presenting myself and mm-hmm. and, and you know what what I'm showing to this other to this person that I'm talking to mm-hmm. beyond just telling them and then you know a lot usually by the time I get in voice chat or video chat with that person I'm I'm past that point of being anxious about it of worrying yeah. about that relationship I'm already like we've been chatting in discord for three weeks. <laughs> like I know your darkest secrets. Let's fucking get in voice <laughs> chat and, and bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, I'll talk about, uh, my own issues with it. So like, I don't know whether it's anxiety or what in IRL, I'm super non-reactive to stuff. IRL mm-hmm. super non-reactive. Just but you are in PVP <laughs> in, but online and in game and stuff, I'm more reactive. I'm more, Mm-hmm. open about my frustrations or you know and other things that go on so like the painting behind me of my destiny character uh a friend of mine painted that for me and i met her it's i mean it's my friend's wife uh, one of my best friend's wives made it for me and mm-hmm. he had to warn her ahead of time like he's very non-reactive he doesn't react <laughs> to things 
So do not expect a big like show of emotion and crying. And other stuff. <laughs> it's like he's very shut off. I don't know whether I'm shut off about it, but I'm just non-reactive to things. And so in a professional sense, it's great because <laughs> it's super easy to just not react to things and keep your cool. Yep. Even when you want to blow a gasket. Um, but as you get more <laughs> comfortable with people, it, you open up more and you, you become mm. more, you know, I can become more reactive and other stuff like that. It's just, but online I can, it's, I don't know whether it's, I'm a totally different person or if it's just easier to be that because there's the face to face is out of it. And it's just me yeah. talking into a microphone. I think there's, there's, go ahead, Jedi. I think that the, uh, the way that this is built, right. Late night looters, soggy bottom boys, anybody else's community that's out there that's either a streamer or you're not, you just have a Discord. That right there alone makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that because in, in my profession as a military person, we're subject to stuff that most people aren't. The stresses, the rigors of work, uh, PTSDs, the anxieties that you may not know that some person has, the mm. whatever underlying factor you have, a community that you can feel comfortable with, to some extent is going to eliminate or soften how you see yourself. Like if I'm reserved and shy, mm. this, that, and the other, but I'm in Discord and I'm just super talkative mm. or working my way up the levels of being completely wide open mm. speaks volumes to one, the community to the platform that you use, i.e. discord, because it's the best thing since sliced bread. Right. <laughs> uh, House of balance, by the way, <laughs> the last thing with this is if you look at somebody who has a rough life in general, mm. aside from gaming, right? <clears throat> If you're suicidal or anything like that, but you're a Discord text away, you're a phone call in Discord away, mm. or you've known that person long enough to have one their real phone number, you know, where they live so you can go visit them and yeah. comfort them. I think this speaks volumes, period. Yeah. And, and and a lot a lot of it does come down to that the ease that that Discord provides. And you know, mm-hmm. Being, like TS said, having it on mobile is a huge thing. Being able to, you know, keep in touch with people even if even if you've never met them in person. Like, I've never met mm-hmm. either of you in person. And we, but I see you. Yeah, we see each <laughs> other and we talk to each other pretty much every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I know you guys better than I know some of my coworkers and things like that. And so, it... it, it what's that? I, but platforms like we're using right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just specifically Discord, but this platform or even uh, Zoom or uh, Skypes, all those things. We're moving so fast now that it's this is our social interaction. This is mm-hmm. how it's going to be. Yeah. Speaking yeah. speaking of Zoom, I had a uh, <laughs> I had a Zoom call with my with my with my parents and my brother the other day for Mother's Day, and and it was it was interesting experiencing that but they saw they saw my mic set up <laughs> and they were like all right what is what's that rain i'm like yeah it's i mean it's like my setup compared to what they were using on laptops and things i'm like yeah I'm radio show. i made it <laughs> i'm recording I, podcasts I've had, I, and things 
I had a similar thing when I did my first uh, FaceTime meeting with my parents. Like they were they're on a tablet. And my sister is with her boyfriend on like the cell phone, and I'm here webcam mic arm like whole backdrop i'm waiting for the day at work they're like let's turn the cameras on and i get to just have this background on yeah i i I know i saw i saw a tweet a while ago that was like it was a screenshot of a zoom call and it was just you know a bunch of people with like laptops or whatever and then it was just like a very obvious streamer up in one corner and it's like (laughs) when the streamer joins the zoom call um there was There was one I saw a while back where a guy had a green screen, and so he put a different costume and a different backdrop in every day. That was so it's like one day he was a baseball player, <laughs> one day he was he was in outer space. He said he had a NASA shirt on. Like it was incredible. Like, I'm like that guy's winning. That guy's winning working at home right now. So we the other day we did like a big group Zoom call for one of my buddies' birthday. Uh, his uh his girlfriend organized this this huge thing got a bunch of his friends together and we did a huge zoom call that was all of us there like just wish wishing him happy birthday basically and one of the one of the girls in the in the call had the green screen app set up and so she kept pulling up pictures of him and putting them up on the green screen and it was it was very entertaining i saw once uh that a teacher yelled at somebody because they had a green screen and they had copied a picture. They took a screenshot of another student's <laughs> camera and put it as their background. Oh my god! And the teacher's like, "You can't do that." <laughs> like, I saw- well, they mirrored it too, so like it looked like the like in because they were next to each other in the chat. So suddenly the room looked mirrored. <laughs> the teacher's like, "You can't do that." He's like, "They're like, turn it off." And he's yeah. like, "Ah." I've well, I've seen I've seen a bunch of stuff like about because everything's been going to to online classes, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of a lot of the students have been having to adjust to that. And I know I saw I saw something where someone had taken their phone and had set it up with like either a screenshot or a looping video of them and set it up in front of their camera, <laughs> so the camera was just seeing that video, and they just like fucked off to go do something else. <laughs> well, speaking of college <clears throat> and coronavirus, we yeah. beat this horse so from good. here to kingdom come. I mean, however, it's, it's, it's going to come up every time until it's over. So, Well, yeah. I will say that the NCAA collegiate sports, the head of NCAA did say Without student athletes at the university, no sports will be played, and everybody is losing their minds over it. I well, mean, you can't play sports yeah. when we're supposed to like you can't socially distance football. Yeah, speaking, it speaking of that, speaking of that, on the Zoom call the other day when I was talking, because my brother lives in Denver, um, and apparently they issued their first citations the other day. There was a group. Ooh. There was a group of people who were playing football near the Denver Zoo where my brother works, and a cop came up and told them to stop, and they basically said, fuck you to the cop, and so the cop issued them, like, a couple thousand dollars in citations for that, which is wild. (laughs) But see, that all goes back to within reason or common sense. But it's also, like, with sports equipment, like... 
Like, you you can't control the contact with that. Like, it's, you know, you got to be sanitizing every time it changes hands sort of thing. No, it's no, like, no. Uh, with football, it's it's a contact. It's I've, I've heard basketball is a contact sport. Uh, didn't play basketball. But football, football is, is 100%. Sport. <laughs> yeah. It's a car crash sport. Um, So, like, there's no way not to be close to somebody else. Like, well, yeah. unless you're going to do seven-on-seven tournaments and do flag football the whole time. The reason why I bring it up is there is a big shitstorm about this, and I rightfully so because mm-hmm. all their conferences, the leaders of their conference, is basically looking at the head of the NCAA, going, "You don't know shit. We're not doing anything. You're trying to bring back sports, mm-hmm. and you want, you know, an empty stadium while." 12 people, 50, 53, so 106 players yeah. are having contact with each other, but it's okay. No, sorry, dude. Like, Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is, like, there are some sports like wrestling where it's, like, it's, it's somewhat okay to do that because it's two people, and it's much easier to control that than it is with, you know, two teams <clears throat> of 30-plus people. But well, if even, you take them... Even with that, I... Sh- even with wrestling, I struggle because there's so many people that aren't presenting symptoms and whatnot. Yeah. So it's there's no way to know do you have it or not unless you unless you test them directly before they have a match and they both come back negative. Yeah. That is the only way for sure to be like, all right, these two can wrestle. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is gaming, streaming, that whole market is through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. All this money that has been coming in for your program. All $95 billion a year annually. Why not take some of that? Build yourself a Fortnite University <laughs> of Florida, University of Miami team, and let me see someone whoop each other's ass. I think you know? universities are already doing that. I, I've heard of universities several Universities were doing that before this happened, and I think this is yeah. just... But um, I'm saying it hasn't come to light. Bring it to the top right now and eliminate the fact that we're trying to watch sports. Yeah. Take 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 some of those athletes and have them play NBA 2K against each other. <laughs> Something make it worth our you know make it worth our while. Yeah, but I know there's been uh, schools that have bought or you know brought in students on like gaming. Uh, I don't know if it was a scholarship, but they have like you know where you you try to play Overwatch competitively as a team or yeah uh, something they're, like they're, that. They're, they're not not every on- school has that, but definitely there are a lot of schools that are starting to have like professional esports teams well um, and that's fine i was just saying that on the national big stage university of michigan versus university of ohio state Mm -hmm. those rivalries that we're so accustomed to watching as a football fan ever bring it into the esports realm because you have the revenue yeah right and that's mm-hmm. that's the thing is like uh, i think a lot, of, a lot of those a lot of those schools have been focusing on the the contact sports you know football or soccer or what have you and and it's pivoting from that is probably more challenging than it may seem <laughs> video game high school yes video game high school is definitely happened i've heard of it but i've not it's it's it. a it's a web series that is is very good but yeah, like pretty w there there, there are there are several uh, esports leagues that do have collegiate leagues. I know Hearthstone has a collegiate league. I know League of Legends has a collegiate league. Um, I don't know if Overwatch does, but it probably does. I wouldn't um, be surprised. Yeah, I just I don't I don't know. I think a lot of those teams 
that are made for those leagues are self put together and not like sponsored by the school or whatever. But see, the school yeah. needs to do that. Yeah. I think, but there are schools that are doing that. There are yeah, schools there are that some. are starting to build those programs. The big thing is with like the money maker, and we'll just talk football. The money maker of like Ohio State football is obscene for that university. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And so until the viewership drops off of that, I don't think they're going to put a, a ton of stock in in or until the viewership and in, in revenue of the esports and the esports team until that picks up to be near football. I don't think they're going to put you know full force into it, right? Yeah, and I think it it it, it like we've said several times on the show is it, it comes down to do these people have the foresight for this? Do they have? Do they understand that this is that esports is is what's going to be big right now, at least for the next couple months, because people because we can't produce live sports, and and it, it, a lot of it's going to come down to do those people have the foresight for this? Do they have you know the desire to push something like that, and and a lot of that sort of stuff. And I think a lot of these universities don't have that because no, they're, just, they're more focused on the live sports. I'll add one more point to that and say, okay, so right now we don't have. At eight o'clock on a, on Saturday night, we don't have University of Florida versus University of Florida State or University of Mich- uh, Miami, right? We don't mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. But they're complaining about, oh my God, the sky is falling. Where's our revenue? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, and, and and I think a lot of that comes down to there's been a stigma against the esports market. Like it's it's like a lot of the people involved in live sports don't view esports as a viable thing. Let's mm-hmm. and, and geezers get with the times. <laughs> and and we've oh. we, we talked about this in one of our previous episodes like yeah. it's you know a lot some of the, some of the players have been buying into it more because they see the value of it more but a lot of the like a lot of the head honchos and heads. The, a lot of the talking heads, yeah, the big spenders, the owners, the things like that. They, you know, they look at football and they're like, "This is the thing." And then they look at esports and they're like, "But that's computers and stuff. That's not real." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people from that generation that don't enjoy watching other people play the game or or do something like that. Whereas, yeah, that's we, fair. We do, but like, it's I watch that stuff differently than you know. I watch football. I watch football to you know talk about and maybe. It's the same thing, essentially, right? I'm looking yeah. at how the players are playing the game. I'm looking at what they're doing, the angles they're holding, the stuff that they're doing. So that way I could, if I when I play that, I can improve and em- emulate what they're doing. Yeah, and that I think... Translate to, like, watching football. Yeah, and I think some some of it does come down to a generational thing. Like, I, I, I can almost guarantee that esports has a significantly younger demographic than most, than most live sports. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, a lot of the people who are... The money makers and the decision makers and live sports and things like that are probably not interested in watching in watching esports because they haven't played those games. They 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 don't see they don't you know they don't get much out of watching that. Like I don't get much out of watching football because I don't play football and I don't really care about playing football. But when I watch like say Overwatch or League of Legends or something, I'm like I've played those games. I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I can. Like I can glean something from this that I can't really glean from watching live sports, and I think I think that does come down to a generational thing of like, like the people who are interested this in this are the people who have played those games, and the people who don't play any video games, 
don't care about it very much. I'm just <laughs> saying, if, if you're looking for revenue, yeah, and for, your from a thing is complaining about revenue, yeah, it's right in front of you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, from that standpoint, 100, percent like that's that's yeah. the way to go. But I, I think some people are reluctant to look at it that way and reluctant to that change. <laughs> I think I think you said it as well, Rain. The the people who are interested in esports are younger and do not have the monetary background to yeah. go buy jerseys and they need to view a lot of things for free because it's the only way they're gonna be able to watch it. Like they can't yeah. you can't lock it behind a paid service. You can't you know, you can't sell a bunch of jerseys a lot of times because the people who are interested in it just there are people that will buy that stuff, don't get me wrong, but there is a large portion who currently cannot you know, buy that stuff and won't yeah. initially. And so once once that, you know, those people are older and have the money to do so, it will probably become much more lucrative and we'll see much more of it. Yeah. I think it's it's already getting to that point, but it is it, it is, you know, it's a re- the industry's resistant to change and yeah. you know, this new thing that to be fair is is a very volatile industry is mm-hmm. you know that's probably another part of it that's that's making people reluctant about it is you know football is has been a a money maker for a very long time and will probably continue to be a money maker whereas video games come and go at the drop of a hat well, <laughs> the other thing that i've seen a lot too uh that has plagued some esports teams is you get these kids in there you know 18 year old kids that are fresh out of high school dropped out of high school went to college dropped out of college whatever yeah um to play this stuff and they're they're still kids yeah uh, the shit that came out of my mouth when i was 18 like <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to remember that now i wouldn't want to be on the face of, you know getting an interview yeah. and so like with a football team they get to select who goes up and gets interviewed yeah and so they pick like the more mature people or the people they know are going to say the right things up there and or they say here's the things you can talk about if if you know answer their questions or whatever but don't go into this territory or whatever and you know because i remember yeah. when i was in high school like they were like if you get asked by the press here's kind of the cookie cutter thing you say yeah and that's what you say and so but with esports you have a lot of these kids they have their own outlet they have their own twitter mm-hmm. and a lot of that gets out there and is much easier to get out there and people go oh wait a second you can't say that and then it looks badly on the team so then you know, it's it, yeah. That's that's, that's definitely that a, could be an issue, or you know, that's definitely a valid point. Yeah. A barrier. Yeah, and and I think some of that comes down to, I mean, I don't know the the less control, I guess, that there is in esports, which yeah. like it, maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. And in some senses, like you were talking about, it's definitely, you know, if players are not mature and don't understand what they're saying, then it can very clearly cause problems but i also know there's a lot of exploitation that goes on in live sports that you know maybe maybe having that outlet helps you know there's uh, been undermine that a little bit there have been a few big stories recently of orcs not paying their players or you know dumping players out of the middle of nowhere out of contract and other stuff like that well um, at least they around at least they're getting a contract i mean at least that there was something in place for them initially, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the college football guys. Finally, the the word around the, the country is paying these folks when your school yeah. itself is bringing in $14 billion a year or whatever mm-hmm. the price is. Now they can make a little money instead of being a college kid 
trying to juggle school athletics yeah. and somewhat of a job just to fucking eat. That's and that's that was the big uh, thing with Ohio State a couple years ago was they they either gave some mem- they traded some memorabilia that they had for a tattoo or something like that. I got a free tattoo because the guy was a fan and a bunch of people got slapped by it because you're not allowed to do that. But it's like if you're not allowing these kids to, enough money to go eat or anything else, like what do you expect them to do? Yeah, that's why EA Sports their games NCAA football had. No names on the back. It just said QB number one or running back number three. But in real life, you knew who that player was. Yeah. I was just, I mean, with NCAA, the EA, I think that was EA's way of getting out of having to pay those players. Yeah. Right. But the school should have been playing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of bureaucratic issues there that we can get yeah. into later. Uh, for now, we're, uh, we're, we're about out of time. Um, we are out of already. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we, we blew through that. <laughs> um, Winging if, it. <laughs> if you are listening to us after the fact, um, we stream live every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to both Twitch and Mixer, twitch.tv slash late night looters and mixer.com slash late night looters. Uh, come catch us live if you want to join in on the conversation. You can also find all our episodes on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and Google Podcasts under the name Join On Me. You can also find us on YouTube if you've missed an episode or feeling froggy and you want to leap. Uh, if you're interested in joining a welcoming and friendly gaming community, you can follow us on Twitter at Late Looters and uh, join our Discord. Link is below if you're looking at us on Twitch. And also on Mixer, I believe. I don't know if we added it to Mixer yet or not. <laughs> okay, if you're just watching in general, we can uh, you can get the Discord link via Late Looters on Twitch or on uh, Twitter, and you can join the community there. I believe also in the descriptions of uh, Twitch and Mixer, there is also a form you can submit questions um, that you'd like us to answer. Um, so if you follow that link, uh, Bree says the links are there on Mixer. Okay, um, good. So <laughs> follow those. Uh, if you follow the, that link to the questionnaire, you can you can ask a question. We will pre-screen it and answer it live on the podcast. I'm Rain. You can find me on Twitter at Magical Rain. Uh, Rain spelled R-A-E-N. Uh, <clears throat> and on Mixer at uh, Mixer.com/slash Rain44. And I'm CS. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore real underscore CS1140 and on Mixer at Mixer.com slash CS1140. I'm a Jedi. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Twitch.com slash TV. What? <laughs> Come on, Jedi. HTTP slash. Right there under my name. Twitch.tv forward slash A Jedi or on Twitter at X A Jedi X. Man, big brain fart. <laughs> Listen, it's the fuck it, we'll do it live episode. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a good one. And good night.